It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The blue-white breakdown, Dave Jones, Bob Flounders. Kind of a twist this week for the fan base. We're going to be talking about a Penn State win, Dave. <laughs> I don't know that we saw it coming. I don't think we did when we tried to analyze yeah. the game. But Penn State was very much the best team on the field today. Kudos to them. And uh, they're off the schneid, one and five. Let's try and make it two and five next week. Is that a question? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be uh... – question. It's Rutgers. No, uh, your, your thoughts. Hey, you know, Dave, do you know that the, prior to today, the last time Penn State won, it was Graham Zug Day. At, 2009. At, yeah, three touchdowns. 2009. 2009. Yeah. I was actually trying to remember. I, I'd forgotten all about that game. I was trying to remember the last time they won in Ann Arbor. They uh, couldn't handle Amish Lightning. They couldn't handle you know, it. The whole thing, the whole season is such an outlier. Have you ever seen uh, – you, you, first of all, you got to give Penn State credit because yeah. this is a game – if you looked at the grand scheme – oh, here comes Kaiser. Okay. You want to say hi? There you go. Okay, now go. <laughs> it's going to be annoying. Um, they, they, nobody had any interest in this game, and all the other fans in the league, other than Michigan and Penn State, were reveling in the fact that no oh. one had any, if you paid attention, any interest oh. in this game. And so this is a game where you really had to motivate yourself, and I thought Penn State really did, against all yeah. odds. I mean – Maybe it's because they had so much new blood in the game, especially on offense. You know, their their best corner is Joey Porter, right? Their, their Lee was very good today at running back. Caden Wallace made a great block on the, the clinching run by Levis. Yeah. Um, my God, I mean, Parker Washington, you've got freshmen all over the field on both sides of the ball doing doing great things. And so that's really encouraging. And uh, maybe that's what you needed in a situation like this where no one really can get uh, that jet jacked up to play in, in this game between a couple of teams with a, a combined record of two and eight, which will maybe never have a, happen again between Michigan and Penn State. And the best thing for Penn State fans is now that, uh, that uh, did you hear immediately afterward? So what are, what are we talking about the future of Jim Harbaugh, you know, with the ESPN guys, with Dave Pash. <laughs> Mike Golick. Uh, yeah, yeah. At, 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 at least that that part is now on Michigan's side, and we don't have to hear any more about that, at least for a little while. Yeah. Uh, a pretty gutsy win by Penn State, actually. When no one cares, right. uh, it's, it's pretty tough to make yourself care, and they did. They, they really did. They acted like they cared. Yeah, and it, it is, you know, the, the, the first game where really the quarterback play was efficient mm -hmm. um, and they were able to kind of be dual threats, which they were kind of expected to be. But when you, when you just don't turn the ball over, Dave, and you can convert third downs, you're going to be on almost every game. And, you know, had they been able to do that against Indiana and, and Nebraska, but they couldn't. And this was a game where they, 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 they 
protected the ball. They forced a turnover and they forced Michigan to try and beat them. And they couldn't Dave, I thought one of the key plays in the game and it doesn't really show up is uh, on Michigan's first touchdown drive, Shelton and Brisker hit Cade, Cade McNamara. Uh, he fell on his shoulder and his collarbone and you I mean, he, he was a gutty kid. I think he probably took a, a pain shot, but he just couldn't really – they couldn't throw the ball down the field at all after that. And I just thought that that was one of the bigger plays in the game. But to, to Penn State's credit, though, they kept the ball for almost 37 minutes, and maybe it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, I wanted to get in on the Joey Porter call, and I, I didn't get in in time to ask him how much they realized about how McNamara was hurt, Yeah, realized it was his right shoulder – and whether they played tighter because of it, because Michigan didn't even take a shot down the field. Yeah. Not, yeah. Did they take one shot down the field? Maybe. Uh, maybe they might have done it with Milton. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember, but not with McNamara, not after he got hurt and came back in. Yeah. Uh, it, it made a big difference because they made Michigan play in a phone booth. And they don't really have the kind of team that, where they can do that this year. Uh, I don't really know what their offense is. Uh, Josh, Josh has, has some, some problems back there, but you know, it would go, uh, this would happen to Michigan. The one time that they finally look like they got a quarterback that can save, uh, Harbaugh's bacon. He gets hurt the very next week. And it was pretty clear. He was hurt his right shoulder. You, there were two passes. I think, uh, the series he got back where he threw one in the ground and flew the other one. That makes perfect, perfect sense. I mean, the accuracy wasn't there. And Joe Milton just isn't equipped yeah. to do that. He throws passes like that anyway, which, which he did too when he came in. I think he threw uh, two passes like that. So, yeah, it was a huge play in the game. But you got to give Penn State credit for playing harder and their offensive line playing very well against uh, Michigan's defense. They opened some holes. And Lee ran hard as those, those freshman backs have been doing, man. They've done it from the first time they got out on the field. Yeah, two notes, two notes in case the fan base wasn't aware. James Franklin said after the game, Penn State played this game, and you, we talked about McNamara not being able to throw. Penn State only had three corners available for the game. Um, they had, they, if you notice, they played Daquan Hardy, the small slot corner number 25, who had that turnover overturned because of the batting play. He was their third corner. They had to start Marquise, Wil Marquise Wilson with Joey Porter. I have no idea what's going on with Tariq Castro-Fields. He looks fit as a fiddle on the sideline, but he is not playing in games. He made the trip. Um, and the other player that I didn't see him, I don't, we, you know, I don't know what happened with Keaton Ellis this week, but they only had three corners, Dave. And uh, had, had McNamara been able to throw the ball, maybe they stretched the field. Penn State could have been in a little bit of trouble, but, you know, uh, to Penn State's credit, like you said, they ran the ball uh, and they were very efficient, didn't turn it over. The quarterback run was there. They were able to play with the lead. All those things I thought were, uh, were good things for Penn State. And you talked about the offensive line. You know, Penn State's committed to playing like, I think they played eight or nine guys on the offensive line. You had the two starters. You mentioned Caden Wallace. Uh, Rasheed Walker, I thought, played well at left tackle. They started... You know, Michael Mennett at center, Miranda. Mike Miranda was the left guard. The right guard was Will Fries. Fries actually played some tackle. Um, they brought they brought in uh, they brought in CJ Thorpe. They've been playing also uh, Juice Scruggs as well. Um, I think there was another guy actually that got in there. But they uh, and I thought when all those guys get on got in there, they all were able to kind of get some push 
up front. And uh, I just thought that bodes very well. I know it was Michigan. I know they weren't playing, you know, one of the better teams in the Big Ten. But you know what? If they're going to win the next two weeks, Dave, you're going to need another performance like this from their offensive line. I, I think what you mentioned about all the kids who are getting run who haven't, really, the, I mean, this whole season is about that for next year. Yeah. And I, I honestly just throw out this whole season as an outlier after the Ohio State game, they're 0-2. And they really, really had no motivation in this season where they would maybe other seasons. It's, it's, a, it's a weird season. Uh, I give them all the credit in the world for, they look like they, they wanted to play for Franklin more than Michigan wanted to play for Harbaugh, didn't you think? I mean, did uh, I, did, I did not see a lot of fight on the Michigan side. I, I will admit that it, it we, did not. It, it looked like they were going through the motions. To yeah, me. we we have uh, Dan Wetzel tweeted something about you know guys just getting out there for exercise. There was, <laughs> look up that tweet. You know, he's like a prep race. He, 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 he's he's from. He grew up in Massachusetts, I think, but he's from Michigan. Yeah. Um, the the other thing is, I I look. We've talked about Penn State's not tackling very well. This, and, and I'm, I'm not, I want to give Penn State full credit for playing hard and playing well on the offensive line and the running backs. But my God, I can't think of a worse tackling game between a Michigan and a Penn State team yeah. ever. Basically, just, it, it, looked like, it looked like an Indiana-Maryland game from six years ago or something, uh, not this year. It, it just looked like a going through the motions kind of defensive game, except for Penn State on that one defensive stand and later in the second half. But Michigan, man, they got they got serious problems on defense. They people have been talking about their problems with quarterback. I think Don Brown's got serious trouble on that defense. That's the worst tackling Michigan team I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's it's yeah. They were, you know, as, as well as that true freshman. So, so Devin Ford was unavailable. They went with Kevon Lee to start the game. They brought Keziah Holmes in, and he actually did some nice things on some plays as well. Both quarterbacks were used as runners uh, with success. But Dave, to your point, there were a couple of long gains there in the second half where Kevon Lee basically just kind of hid in the middle of the line and then just waited things out, took a sharp right turn, broke a tackle, and he was gone like 25 yards down the sideline, and he, he made it look easy. And when you're a true freshman, it's not supposed to look that easy. Oh, it's not supposed to be easy, and there were guys grabbing. And, right. I mean, he broke three tackles on, on one of those runs in the, in the first half, a long run in the first half. We're just going through, guys. Uh, we should mention Parker Washington again. Yeah. But, man, there, here's another freshman who's just playing his ass off. He's been doing this from the get-go. And he has always been at that level when some of his teammates have not been. Yeah. Uh, they locked up Dotson pretty well, except yeah. for the pivotal drive where they needed the touchdown and yeah. got it on the 75-yard 12-play drive. Uh, and he had a couple of important short catches in that one. But otherwise, they locked up Dotson pretty well. They needed Washington. And man, did he deliver. Yeah. A couple of really tough catches in traffic where you had to be tough, tough physically and tough-minded just to get the ball. Yeah. Uh, he has been impressed. If you had to name one kid who's been A-level impressive all year, I mean, I don't know how you can do better than Parker Washington, right? Yeah, no, yeah. To play, to play from the very first game as a true freshman, like you, you were in your second or third year, which I can only imagine, like, 
in a couple of years how unguardable he's going to be when he gets when you consider he, he doesn't drop passes he's quick and what he's got the confidence of the quarterbacks already he's going to be just really really hard to defend and if you try and play man-to-man against him he's gonna he's just gonna shake you and you're you're just never going to be able to guard him I mean he just uses he's a smart athletic player who plays like a 24 year old NFL slot receiver uh to his credit so you're right I would say maybe the biggest surprise of this year would be Parker Washington for me and and I also want to make note of the one pass I think they had the third and seven down in the Michigan 12. You remember when when Dotson his first move didn't work yeah he managed to just weasel into inside leverage and give Clifford a place to throw the ball it's the third and seven on the 12. If they just kick a field goal, it's only 23-17 uh, okay. with, you know, eight, eight, nine minutes left to go. Completely different game because they got that touchdown. And that catch for nine yards meant everything. That was just a, a toughness play by Dotson. He's not yeah. going to get a, little, a lot of pub for this game because he didn't do all that much statistically. But the, you, could, you could make an argument. That was the single biggest play in this game, just yeah. a little nine-yard catch. Yeah. And, and doing something with a little pivot and a physical move just to give Clifford a target that, that converted and they scored two plays later yeah. to make it a 10-point game. Yeah. And we should probably just, even though, you know, Sean Clifford, considering what he's been through this year, considering that he didn't, get, yeah. he didn't, he didn't earn the start last week, they, had, they actually, you know, he was, he was the relief guy for him to bounce back yeah, Michigan's not the best defense in the world, for sure, Dave. But you know what? He didn't make any killer mistakes. He ran hard. Uh, and, you know, his throws were, were largely either on the money or he put it where the other team couldn't get it. And yeah, his best, his best throwing game of the year, wouldn't you say? Yeah. 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 And I, I just think that, you know, mentally, I think I, – I, I don't want to say – I feel like there's some quarterbacks that might be broken by now mentally after what the first five exactly. games looked like. Yeah. And, and you know what? He didn't, he, he just kept, you know, he just, he raised his level of play and, you know, they don't have Friar Muth now. So he's largely working with two receivers. They, they had to call on Isaac Lutz. And I don't think that was ever really part of the plan at the start of the year. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, he, he's got limited options. I, I mean, he could really, he targeted Parker 11 times only because, you know, a, he could get open, but B, he didn't have a lot of other choice options. So I just, I think for him to play a clean game at Michigan when you're 0-5 uh, and also to run the way that he did, I mean, that, that, was a, that was a legit bounce back game for him. Hopefully he can build off it. But Dave, they just don't have a lot of speed on this offense or a lot, anyone that really scares you. So it's going to, for them to win, they're going to have to grind teams out and they're going to have to protect the ball. No, and for, for Washington's size, what is he? Five nine, five ten, five ten, uh, one hundred ninety-five, something like that. I'm just yeah. guessing. I think that's what he is. You got to be tough to go in there, sit down in zone, yeah. find holes in zones, knowing you're going to get crunched, or yeah. fight through guys in in man coverage when you're going underneath a lot. Right. Because that's, that's right. what he's not running out of bounds a lot. He's catching no. it across no. the field. A lot in the middle of the field between the hashes. You got to be tough at that size. Right. Um, I know Wes Welker made a living out of it, but there aren't too many guys like that who are 18, 19 years old. So, yeah. And, and I don't think Wes Welker's feeling great right around this time in his life either. I just think that the, the bill's going to come due when you play like that. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's, it's tough. Do we want to mention 
before we leave. Oh wait, I, I'm right now. I'm right there with you. I'll tee. I'll tee up. <laughs> the, I, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? The, 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 the it's spike at the end of the spike at the end of the. It's, uh, a, it's a win for Penn State. They're one in five. They won by ten. But Dave, if they, you know, if the game's a little bit closer, I think we're probably putting that that uh, that goal line series under the micros- microscope a little bit harsher uh, at the end of the first half where there was a spike and two fades that just completely ruined the, 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 the spike. <laughs> 26 seconds to go, right? 20 seconds in a timeout. You got a timeout <laughs> yes. right there, right there. Penn State was in competition, but I, I'm giving them the less miles game mismanagement <laughs> management trophy for 2020. It's over. I, I'm, I'm giving them the award. They, they're, they're the leader in the clubhouse, and they can't be beaten. It's just I don't understand it. So, okay, we said it. They won the game, and they but did a lot of good things. Here, but but I guess my point is, do you, in your estimation, is this all Franklin, or is this Kirk? Like, who made that decision? Well, I wanted to ask, and I didn't get in under the wire. I'll bet it was Franklin, because I just think there wasn't enough time to really consult. It's a a Monday, Tuesday question after a win. I mean, we had a free – people need to understand this. If we had a normal press conference like we usually do, you you know, you don't ask that question at the beginning of a 10-point road win over Michigan. But you do ask it. You do ask it. Yeah, um, it's a it's a worthy question. That's a Neil Rudell question. It's coming up too. No, oh, it's 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 me. You know, it's usually me. But and and you know, I would have gotten the look. But but it's a question that needs needs to be asked. And and Neil has asked through our careers a oh, lot yeah. of questions too. I mean, the between the two of us and Mark Brennan too. But but you know, my God, I mean, I I would love to know who made that decision because I don't, I don't think Sean Clifford did it on his own, right? No, I don't. He had so. to be ordered to do that yeah. with 26 seconds left. So it's either Kurt Chiraca down through uh, James or, or it's just James. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that. I, I, my, my guess would be James. I don't think, I, I just think there was too many. I think James just looked at the clock and said, you know, and he, I don't know if he didn't realize he had a timeout, but that was just, bad. you know, it doesn't matter. I it doesn't know. matter with 26 seconds. Well, it makes it worse that you do have a timeout. Yeah, but 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 would you would you clock it anyway? No, you throw the ball in the end zone. You you run a waggle. You get your guy out so he can't be sacked, and he throws the ball away. Get him in a place where he can throw the ball away, and have that be a commonality of everything you do in that situation with with something like twenty six seconds to go. You you don't just give up a shot into the end zone. I mean, you just don't do it. Why, and besides the spike, why don't they have a package where they can run a rub route instead of throwing a fade? That's a, well, yeah, well, that's a whole other thing. And, and, you know, everyone was banging on the fade in social media, and for good reason. It's, got, it's a low, they think of it as a low percentage of interception, but sure. I just think of it as a low percentage of success in any way. It is. I mean, if you go into it not being aggressive and thinking, don't throw an interception, don't throw an interception, we want to get the field goal. Well, you're going to get the field goal. That's what's going to happen to you, which is what they got. They got the field goal. Yeah, it, I that's think enough, that, that's enough of that. I, yeah, I just think the defense is probably smiling if they know that the fade's coming because they know it's because it's a low rate of succession as well. And, and we should we should really mention, I believe they had second and inches on the, the pivotal defensive stand. Yeah, and stopped them three straight times. I, I, and for for 
the gaffes that Shaka Tony made, and and um, I guess he had one offside at a really bad time. Well, Owe had two, two big. Owe had two, but but Tony yeah. also had the batted ball. I don't think I would have thought of an illegal bat, and it was a good call. That's yeah. what you have to do. And to the officials' credit, they called it right. It's just an obscure, weird call, and it clearly was what he was doing. But anyway. He made a couple of big plays, and he he made essentially the big stop on Milton's sneak, I think, on four and, fourth and inches. Some other people got credit for it, but I think it was Tony that, that actually made that big stop. And, it, you know, that, that pretty much clinched the game. Yeah. So, Dave, I know we got, I know we got a lot to talk about this week because it's Rutgers week, but um, two games left, three games if there's – if, you know, the pandemic cooperates and they actually get to play a Champions Week game, but – I mean, do you, does this does this result change anything for you, or are you just? I mean, what's what's what are you looking at for the final three Penn State games? It didn't change anything for me because I always counted this season as as a complete asterisk. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, people were flipping out about this season. You got to realize the emotional quotient going on after that Ohio State loss. I mean, in this season, people are checking out before the season's even played yeah. and what other season like this where you've got a really good team coming back would somebody like Micah Parsons uh, opt out well you wouldn't I mean maybe we're hitting a time in college football where that'll be more common where you just opt out and decide not to get injured if you were already a first round draft choice I think that's possible but in a normal college season he doesn't opt out and 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 he has every right to opt out don't get me wrong yeah, right but, but they're they're losing their 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 best defensive player probably the best defensive player in the big 10 and they're losing their top three running backs their tight end i mean my god they they lost a lot and they did they lost most of it after that second game so I, i just none of this counts very much to me it doesn't count for michigan to me and it doesn't count for penn state to me i think do you think Harbaugh is going to go to the NFL? That was my, that was my final wrap-up question. Okay. This, okay. this time next year, who's Michigan's coach? Well, see, he's got one more year on his contract. I don't think uh, Ward Manuel's going to re-up him at this, well, this point. I mean, Golick had a good point for recruiting. You can't let him go into yeah, a and, and that's necessary. Yeah. You, have to either you do have to re-up him at least a year, year. At, least, at least a couple of years. Uh, he was trying to get re-upped, is what I heard, in the spring before COVID hit. So I don't think Harbaugh wants to leave. I, I had a problem with Golick's view of the NFL hiring him. What are the, what are the Lions going to hire him? I don't know. I don't know. Who would, who would hire him as a head coach? I, don't, I mean, I, don't, I think that's, that's – I guess, I guess the theory is every year there's six or seven openings. So somebody's got to fill them. I don't know. But well, you got to pay the guy way too much money for – it's ten not, million dollars. Yeah. That's the other thing. I mean, if Michigan wants to buy him out, it's ten million bucks because that's what he's making next year. Are they going to do that during the COVID austerity? No, I don't think so. So it's really up to Harbaugh. Does he want out of this? Is he a quitter? I think people are jumping to conclusions. Yeah. I think he's Bo Schembechler's boy, and I don't think he's going to quit. Not at Michigan. I don't. No, he's not going to quit on Michigan. That would be a scarlet letter against him in his own mind. Right. Forever. I agree. 
I agree. I, I just don't think any of this is going to happen. I think he's going to be the Michigan coach next year. All right. I like it. No, I agree with you. I do. I think that, you know, this isn't the Niners job, man. This is, this is where, you know, but you're right. He, he loved Bo. He's a Michigan guy. And he wa- he wants to get it fixed, even if he can't. He's going to try and get it fixed. Well, I think I think they have possibilities with McNamara as long as his shoulder isn't permanently hurt or something. He he could have made a big difference in this game, and and he wasn't around. So if he believes in him, they believe in each other. But God knows they were still recruiting pretty well, right? Yeah. I mean, you give it you give it one more go, and I I don't believe Ward Manuel should re-up him, but uh, and I don't think he will. But, but, you know, I think it's going to go in. I think both sides just decide to play it out. Uh, all these ESPN guys and everyone speculating, it's what they want to do. And they did it right. You know, they did it before the game was over. This is, this is just a narrative. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's for real. I just don't. I got you. I, I can respect it. All right, Davey, the blue-white blue breakdown, the holiday edition, Thanksgiving special edition, Penn State wins special edition is almost in the books. They're one in five at Rutgers next and then Michigan State. And then who knows? Maybe they'll get P.J. Fleck and the Golden Gophers Champions Week. Maybe they'll get the Illini. Who knows? Who knows? The Big Ten's crazy just like every other league. You never know what's going to happen from day to day. Games are getting canceled or postponed left and right, so we'll just have to play it out like you said. What if there's a snowstorm in Beaver Stadium? <laughs> or Maybe they'll have to play in the uh... – What's the name of the Vikings' new place? If they, they have to go on the road for, for the, uh, the fifth versus fifth? Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine how horrible that would be? <laughs> we don't have to, not our problem, right? All right, Davey. Happy holidays to you, your family. Kaiser's part of your family. Make sure you give him some attention because he's wound up.